If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, cheeky so and so why not consider hitting the like subscribe maybe that notification bell too and let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now this first story comes from wald in two who says am i the a-hole for telling my wife it was a mistake to stay at a baby shower so my wife 26 female and i 28 male have been married for a year and began trying to conceive in september No luck so far, but the doctor did say at our first appointment that it typically takes close to a year for most couples to conceive. She's been telling people that she's infertile, which isn't true. Doctor said she isn't. My wife and I went to my work Christmas party in mid-December, where my wife met my co-worker's wife, let's call her Mary, and they took a liking to each other. Mary was pregnant and invited my wife to her baby shower, which was yesterday, and my wife sounded excited to go. I asked her when we were alone if she thinks she'll be fine. I know my wife and I know what typically bothers her. I know she wouldn't bask in happiness over someone else's pregnancy, so I urged her to think it through. She said she's fine and that she was excited, so she went. The baby shower was yesterday. About 40 minutes in, she calls me and asks me to come. I was at a cafe nearby because I knew she wouldn't stay long. I find her at the entrance of the house crying and a bunch of women consoling her. When she saw me, she came to me and pulled me to the garden to talk. She said she was dancing and looked at Mary's pregnant belly and couldn't take it anymore. Started crying and ran out. All of Mary's friends followed her out to console her. I consoled her myself and said, Okay, let's go babe. Where do you want to go? We can go for a drive so you can feel better. She looked at me weird and asked why she would leave. I asked why she would stay. She said she feels better now and can go and have a good time. I sighed and said, Babe, you know that's not going to happen and I doubt the attention will be on Mary after this and that's not great. It's her baby shower and she deserves to be celebrated. I can't see how people are going to shift their focus from consoling you to celebrating her if you're still here. She rolled her eyes at me and said she was going back in and that I could leave. Three hours later, the party was nearing its end so i go back to pick her up my co-worker and i stepped into the house and lo and behold everyone is sitting in a circle with my wife being the center of attention co-worker looked for his wife and she wasn't there at all he called her and she said she left ages ago my wife and i entered the car and i first asked her how she was feeling and we spoke about it for a few minutes i then asked her what happened and why mary left she said oh crap mary I forgot to say bye to her. I told her Mary left ages ago. I then said, I know you're going through a hard time, but why on earth would you and her friends do this? If they consoled you for a few minutes, that's fine, but the entire party, we really should have left earlier. She looked at me so offended and said, are you Mary's husband or mine? We stared at each other for a while and just drove home in silence. 
I told her I want to talk to her this morning to sort things out, but she ignored me and left the house. Now for me on this, I understand trying to conceive and it not going the way that it hoped. It doesn't seem like they've been trying for very long in this particular post, but wife must have had some expectation and she's disappointed that it hasn't gone that way. Which, you know, I think that's fair enough to feel a little bit disappointed. And then you see something and it makes you sad. But then it's up to you to take yourself out of that situation, which wife had the opportunity to do. You're going to turn someone else's moment, their baby shower, all the attention onto you. And I think then it's up to you to take yourself out of that situation, which your wife didn't. But Dehydrated Rain says... Not the a-hole. Your wife turns someone else's celebration into her own pity party to the point that the guest of honor left her own shower and doesn't realize she did anything wrong. Do you really want to have a child with a woman like that? Forsaken Breakfast says, I don't really know where to start with this. Your wife sounds like a lot. You've only been trying to conceive since September. That's hardly any time at all. It's very unusual to get pregnant straight away. There is no evidence there's an issue, yet she's acting like she's having fertility issues, which is very attention-seeking behavior and pretty insensitive to people with real problems. And she meets this woman just a few weeks ago, goes to her baby shower and completely ruins it and makes it all about herself. That's really horrible. Not the a-hole for telling her that she shouldn't have stayed. You're completely right, but you're a little bit of the a-hole for enabling your wife's unhinged behavior. Stacco says, not the a-hole. I don't blame her for the initial distress, but this could have all been avoided had she just left with you when you suggested it. I can't bring myself to understand why she stayed and the fact that she didn't even realize Mary left. What a mess. Hope Mary has other friends and family she can host for celebrations going forward because your wife and the friends who were in attendance are not really Mary's friends in my opinion. Opie responded saying, I think it's worth to include that my coworker told me that Mary moved to this country for him, has had trouble finding friends and has felt isolated. So he was happy my wife and other people showed up for her. He probably didn't expect the day to end the way it did. I'm so mortified, I can't even bring myself to call him. Away Refuse says, not the a-hole. What the hell is wrong with your wife? Is she a delusional person? She's telling people she is infertile. And does she believe this and crying at a borderline stranger's baby shower and grabbing attention from a bunch of other strangers? I'm sure your wife is having some type of mental health issues. They are making her act horribly towards others. She's not the victim here. She stole a party from someone else and made it about her. And one more from Plants who says not the arsehole but your wife was 1000%. You both owe Mary an apology and a gift from her registry to try and make up for ruining her baby shower. Yes, your wife ruined someone's baby shower because she couldn't stand not having the attention for one day. She sounds selfish and not at all mature enough to raise a child. I would personally ask her to seek counseling for a narcissist tendencies before you go bringing a child into the mix. So then OP updates the post, which says, so I text my coworker. Let's call him Frank and ask if we could talk. So we met up during our lunch break. I apologize for everything that happened. He kept telling me it's fine and being so nice about it and that kind of made me feel worse. He said he has booked Mary a ticket back home for a week and that her sister and her friends were going to surprise her with another baby shower. I asked if he'd mind if my wife and I pay in the expenses of the baby shower they were going to throw. He laughed and said no way but that he appreciated it. We went back and forth a bit but eventually he'd asked his sister-in-law how much she spends on everything and then would let me know and we can pay half of it. I spoke to my wife when I got home from work. 
She apologized for ignoring me and said she doesn't know why she behaves like this. She said she is embarrassed and she can't bring herself to come to terms with how she behaved. We also spoke about the infertility thing. She said she thought her saying it out loud and discussing it with people would make it easier for her if she found out she was actually infertile because she would have already come to terms with it. I don't get it, but hey, at least she didn't dodge accountability this time and did acknowledge that it's wrong and she needs to stop. It's slightly worrying to me how she sounds like a completely new person so often lately. Almost like there are multiple versions of her who don't know each other. I said I'm glad she now realizes it's wrong and asked her to send flowers or something with an apology note to Mary's house. I also mentioned that I offered to pay for the next baby shower and she told me to insist that she pays it all and not half. I said I'm fine with splitting it. She also said she would bake a cake and go to Mary personally to apologize. I told her Mary is leaving town for a week so that we'll have to wait till she gets back. But she did send a lengthy text with a sincere, in my opinion, text. Mary responded saying my wife didn't need to apologize and that she understands what happened and thanked her for attending her baby shower. Mary also apologized for leaving without saying goodbye to my wife and the rest of the guests. You see how nice Mary and Frank are. Jesus Christ. We decided on both individual and couples therapy soon. Anyone nerve is okay to do them simultaneously. She wants to, but I'm not sure it's a great idea. It was a given that we would stop trying for a baby, so that's definitely on hold for now. So yeah, that's it for now I guess. I've never been to therapy and neither is she, so I'm hoping this is the beginning of our relationship getting much healthier and our individual growths as well. Thank you so much to everyone who responded. My mind is blown by how many of you did. Hope you all have a great year. And wow, don't Mary and Frank sound like absolute wonderful people the way that OP describes them. And I'm very glad that OP's wife saw the error of her ways and they're both getting individual and couples therapy at the same time that's got to be a good move for them right and there was a few comments on this particular update saying you know now you just need to leave mary and frank alone for a bit and stop your wife insisting on taking the you know personally taking a cake around or you know you tell them we're gonna pay for the whole thing because it just sounds a little bit like she's making it about herself again but now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account, which says, 
Am I the a-hole for pretending not to recognize my parents when they tried to reconnect? I was raised by my uncle and aunt. My older sister developed a serious illness when I was six and my parents decided that they couldn't care for both of us, I guess. So they kind of unceremoniously dumped me at my grandparents and my uncle took me in. Mike didn't even explain to me what was going on, just you're going to visit Gran for a while and never pick me back up. My grandparents and uncle explained it later and they were pretty livid at my parents. I've seen my parents maybe five times since then and not at all for the last nine years. I decided to stop having contact with them when I was 12 and since I was the only one reaching out, all communication broke down. It turned out okay. I love my aunt and uncle and it turns out they can't have kids so they've always said I'm their miracle kid. I was just misrooted by the stalk at first. I was formally adopted by them when I turned 18. I wish it had been earlier but there were some red tape things that would have made that really expensive and difficult. I'm 21 now. My sister passed away between Thanksgiving and Christmas and I made a trip back from school for the funeral but I stayed in the back and left before my bio parents could talk to me. They called my uncle to try and talk to me, but I said I didn't want to, so he told them that I wasn't available at the moment. They finally caught up to me over Christmas when I went to midnight mass with my gran and approached me and tried to give me a hug. I did recognize them, but I pretended not to and just backed off and said, sorry, do I know you? They said, we're your parents. And I said, my parents are at home and went and sat down with my gran. They sat behind us and I could just feel the stare. And on the way out, they were like, you really don't recognize us. And I said, oh, are you my dad's brother? I think I remember you from when I was little. My grand thinks they deserve it, trying to come back to me like nothing happened. But they wrote me a long letter about how hurt they are and how I should understand that they were trying to do the right thing and how they'll always be my parents and I can't change that. Other family members think I was too harsh as they are grieving but I don't think they should get a pass just because they remembered me now that my sister is gone. As 22 asked OP, would be interested to know if in the letter they asked how you are, if you need anything, offer to help pay for college or anything. Did they pay child support to your uncle when you were growing up? Everything seems to be about them, what they want and feel, so nothing's changed. OP responded and said, they just talked about how hurt they were and how they wanted to repair the family and all that. I don't know if they paid child support when I was a kid, but I'd be surprised if they did. I get the impression that they just stopped asking how I was after a certain point and my uncle and gran let it go because they thought having them randomly express interest and then disappear again for months was hurting me worse than them not being around at all. I don't know if they're really selfish or just like not functioning well as people because even the early part of my sister's illness was awful to watch. I can't imagine that it got less hard as it got worse. So I can see why they might be like this, but at the same time, I feel good about my life right now and I don't want to get dragged back into all of that. Maybe sometime down the road, they can fill an aunt slash uncle role if they can calm down and respect that I've moved on, but I've got the parents I need and want already. Anderson says, notice how in their letter, they only focused on themselves, how hurt they were, and they had the audacity to tell you how you should be and feel. These people are garbage and deserve to know and be told repeatedly that they are garbage. Not the a-hole. Rinse and repeat. Just here for the tip says not the a-hole. You're my effing hero. Most people would freeze in the moment, especially when already preoccupied with grief and sadness and only think of the perfect line minutes, hours or days later. But not you. You legend among us mortals. 
I'm so very, very sorry for the traumatic and heartbreaking experiences you went through, but somehow that path still led you greatness. No pressure, OP, but I think you're going to save the world one day. Good on your parents for making it official. Otherwise, I would toss out the idea of adopting you myself. Lish Dish says, not the a-hole. They're only trying to reconnect with you because your sibling died. Honestly, I wish I had the boss to do something like that because I totally would if I were in your situation. Your parents should have realized that they can't just expect you to want to talk to them again, especially since it wouldn't have happened if your sister was still alive. Wicked Love 7 says, not the a-hole at all. They can't trash you like yesterday's leftovers and expect you to care about them. I was the sick kid. If my parents ever did this to my older sibling, I'd lose my crap. I'm sorry this happened to you. I'm glad you have lovely parents, aunt slash uncle, that they took you in when your parents failed at their most important job. They didn't get to have you back in their life now that it's convenient to them. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story from McCaw, who says, Am I the a-hole for prioritizing my parrot over my stepdaughter's wedding? So I'm the owner of a wonderful rescued McCaw. She is a wonderful bird, but has a lot of issues due to an abusive former home. I've had her for three years and since then haven't taken any vacations or trips away as it would be too disruptive for her. She distrusts everyone and is very reliant on her routine. I love her deeply and I'm happy to make sacrifices for her. They are permanent toddlers and very intelligent birds. I met my husband by the time his kids were older. My stepdaughter was 16 at the time. We married when she moved away for college. Nevertheless, I thought we managed to have a decent relationship until now. My stepdaughter is getting married in March and naturally, there's a lot of preparation involved. They were wanting a huge traditional wedding and she is stressed out of her mind. They live out of state and she invited me recently to come visit her for a week to help make wedding plans and spend time with her two-year-old. I declined and she insisted to know why, acting very hurt and I explained the parrot. Well, it went downhill from there. She caused a massive fuss with her dad saying she never got a mother figure and I never accepted her as my full blood daughter and this is the ultimate snub for a silly animal and I'm cold and emotionless. I feel really hurt and I can tell he agrees with her even though he's refusing to take sides. But I don't see why I should be expected to take holiday time off to babysit and bond all of a sudden. And I don't see how I'm a monster for this. Am I the a-hole here? Edit. Context of our relationship. We don't usually talk at all and she hasn't visited home in four years. Edit 2. Beginning to think it was maybe a mistake posting this, mostly because this is a real and nuanced situation and Reddit is no place for nuance. And maybe personal relationships shouldn't be judged in the a-hole context in the first place, but also because I should be more understanding and a bigger person regardless of who is or isn't the a-hole. Life is too short to be butthurt and offended. I called my stepdaughter and told her that I understand this is a big moment in her life and she wants someone there to help and support her and that I'm still willing to help her in any way I can to plan the wedding via Zoom and virtually. We talked a bit and I asked her why she hasn't accepted me reaching out in the past and she apologized and said she didn't want to accept someone as a stand-in fake replacement for her bio mum. But now she regrets it and would like a closer relationship, especially seeing how close her SO is with his mum. We ended the conversation positively. I'm hoping things can improve going forward. I told her I'm a crazy bird lady 
and asked her if she still wants a relationship knowing that and she said that after the wedding she's willing to travel to visit us if we have room, which we do. I'll leave this post up but I'm happy either way and I'm glad the feedback here motivated me to make the call. Now, you're definitely not the a-hole for me and we can already see where the comments are going to go with the phone call and that would have been my thought on this. Um, you said that you explained the parrot and I wonder how much was explained. And this story reminded me of my aunt on my mum's side who rescued a an African grey. I can always recall seeing this bird for the first time. It was huge. I mean, not eagle size, but a, a, a fairly decent sized bird, right? And as soon as you walk through the door, this bird would talk and talk and talk just constantly. But you go anywhere near it, and it backs away, it goes quiet into the corner. And apparently that was from what the bird went through in its past. And it took my aunt a couple of years to sort of gain the trust of this bird. And, and then the bird just wouldn't leave my aunt alone. It sat on her shoulder all the time and didn't want anyone else to go, to go near it. And this brought my aunt to not being able to go very far away from the house or for very long periods. She certainly couldn't, you know, go on holiday and things like that. And obviously there was concern around the family because she's not getting holidays. She's not being able to do anything. And is that a healthy way to live? But, you know, this was a sacrifice. She told us this was a sacrifice that she wanted to make. She absolutely loved that bird to bits. And she was always going to be there for that bird. And you can see the bird loved that. I remember a few years with the bird being with my aunt and she had a couple of dogs as well who would bark it didn't seem to bother the parrot but when you walk through the door the dogs would get excited they'd, they'd bark and stuff and and then the, the, the parrot's off as well he's barking at you and he's bobbing his head and barking he thinks he's one of the dogs <laughs> but kieran says unless you know parrots in general and, and how people finicky they can be especially abused ones this isn't an animal you can simply drop off at a pet sitter Opie could lose the previously abused bird's trust if the bird thinks Opie has abandoned them. Same time, you are already associating bonding as being a free babysitter. Also, a last minute one at that. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Just sounded a little callous. But then again, you are not obligated to be her babysitter. Not the a-hole. Kaka Master says, I'd normally say you're an a-hole for putting a bird before family, but you've made it clear she's been pretty distant with you. Think about relationships all relationships is they require effort and attention just because you are related by blood or law doesn't mean someone is entitled to your presence especially if the relationship isn't exactly a good one you aren't the a-hole assume if your relationship were better you'd make more of an effort you're still going so it isn't like you're skipping the wedding not the a-hole i don't blame you edit also my sister has twins and more often than not spending time with the kids means babysitting them this doesn't sound like a vacation, but a desire to put you to work. Wolf says, not the a-hole, macaws and parrots are not just birds like budgies, where you can ask a pet sitter to feed and water them all week. Macaws are like gifted children who scream and can rip your fingers off. They are an 80-year commitment and often only bond to a single person. Birds in general are extremely sensitive to any environmental changes, so someone who doesn't know what they are doing can hurt or often kill the macaw. Shame on everyone for saying choosing an animal over family like it's a bad thing. The macaw seems more like her family than her stepdaughter. If it was that big of a deal, then stepdaughter would help make accommodations rather than just want a babysitter. And one more from It's Just Me who says not the a-hole. You took responsibility of owning a very demanding pet. 
Your stepdaughter knew about it since you have the parrot for three years. And if she is considering you being a mother figure, I assume she is interested in your life enough to know are your limitations. Or does your relationship go only one way and she assumes she will always be on the receiving end? Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Maybe you have a different opinion on the matter. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, as always, from the bottom of my heart, just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories. And, you know, as I said, your time is so important. Like, I'm always blown away when I think about it, that, you know, you're sat there watching like under 20 minutes a day of these videos and these stories are on the podcast however you're listening in thank you so so much i'm incredibly appreciative of your time and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com